As we wrap up our series about energy, in this episode we serve the tea on personal energy, including how to clear it and protect it. We also discuss what is meant by doing the work and how you can begin to heal and unblock yourself so you can more easily manifest the life you desire. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by Of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators who support, educate, and create community with other women creatives and solopreneurs, helping us all keep our cups filled so we never serve from an empty one. To receive notifications of new episodes, plus a free subscription to our monthly Moonbeams magazine, as well as other exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to join our email list at starlightandmoonbeams.com. Hi, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Oh, let's see. In my literal physical cup, I am drinking out of my Coffee Haven coffee mug, which I'm actually drinking water out of, though, um, from our Havenwood Falls collection. So I love this little cup. It's so cute. It looks kind of like a little cauldron. Um, And for my life cup, I guess what I've really been digging into besides magazine and other things work-wise is learning um, more skills for like leading ceremonies. So like our new moon ceremonies and our gatherings, and I hope to be offering others, as you know. So I've just been learning more skills about how to hold that space, um, how to invoke the divine in different ways, how to um, create journeys and meditations, which you know I love to do. So it's been been interesting. I've been really enjoying it. So um, it's also kind of pushing against my comfort edge, which is always good. It's always good for us to grow. Um, So it's helping gain some confidence there. So that's what's in my cup. What's in yours? Um, I'm not going to deny it any longer. I'm having a hard time keeping up soda. So <laughs> right now I have the glorious um, Circle K <laughs> foam cup filled with Mountain Dew. Uh, the bot- What is it? The spirit is willing, but the body is weak or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I could say I had something else here, <laughs> but yeah. I've got Mountain Dew. Um, so that's that's an indication of where I am today. Um, in my life cup this week, it's just been, um, you know, just navigating life pretty much. The, you know, having to deal with just different situations that pop up, ones that kind of test, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to react? Trying to, again, just live from my heart and follow my intuition I have been called a lot this week into my garden, which makes sense. I'm really finding that that is when I'm overwhelmed and anxious. 
when those uh, when it becomes a little bit more symptomatic in my life that I'm getting drawn out there to start working. And it, finally, the weather's warm enough now that I'm starting to plant my seeds, plant my plants. I just went today to go get some from the local hardware store because I support local. Um, but that's what's happening in my life cup, just trying to meet deadlines and raising a two-and-a-half-year-old who has now discovered that if he lifts the toilet seat, he can drop toys in there. That's fun. I can't tell you how many times that think of my hand has gone down into the toilet. Yeah, it's just <laughs> navigating life, which I, I guess it's suited for this week's episode of, you know, protecting that energy. So, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. That kind of segues right into um, what we were kind of talking about for Shining the Starlight this week, all of the things going on in life and the world, navigating it. And it is very apropos for this episode. I like how you said that because you can't get away from the the ick, from the crappy part Mm -hmm. of life. No matter how much you do the work, which is what we will be talking about, but no matter how much you heal, how much you clear your energy, I mean, life is life. We're here to have that experience. And so that is kind of what we'll be talking about is how to better navigate it so it doesn't spiral us down, downward. Yep. And so I guess we kind of want to shine the starlight just on learning how to do that and knowing that it's okay and being gentle with yourself and loving yourself and understanding that this world is kind of in the shits. It has been for several years and all we can do is our best and be compassionate for everybody else because they're going through it too. Okay, so before we serve the tea, we want to remind you that the Luminary Circle is still open to new members. This is a special opportunity to get in as a founding member of of Starlight and Moonbeams. And we're really excited because we're about to hit our big, uh, our first big milestone for membership. And when we do, we are giving away an astrological reading, a birth chart reading by our resident astrologist, Jackie Sav. So um, any of our luminaries who have already joined and who will be joining will be put in for that giveaway as soon as we hit our milestone, which is 10 members. And we are so close. I'm so excited. If you are interested in supporting of Starlight and Moonbeams and Starlight Tea, we hope you'll go check out the tab on the website for the Luminary Circle. And while you're there, please subscribe to our newsletter so you can stay up to up to date on all that we're doing. We have a so much plan, so much we want to do with this community and with just our vision for of Starlight and Moonbeams. So we invite you to hit the subscribe button below as well so our new episodes are always queued up for you and follow us on the socials. Also, other listeners would love to know what you think about Starlight Tea, so please consider leaving a review. Okay, so today in this episode, we're serving the tea on personal energy. And we've been doing sort of a tutorial about energy for weeks now since we've started. We talked about what it meant to live a creatively 
uh, Magic Life. We talked about what energy was and resonance frequency is, about the divine source, about how we're here to not just observe but experience life. And because that's why we're here, there is that duality that we experience. And we talked about masculine and feminine energy. We talked about the elements and how by bringing in the different elements into our life, it can help us navigate things easier. We talked about manifesting and the law of attraction. We talked about how when we get involved in manifesting, sometimes we fall into some toxic pitfalls called uh, spiritual bypassing and toxic positivity and basically what that means and how we can avoid them. And so today we've, we've set that foundation. Let's talk about what that means to us personally, um, how we can use our knowledge of what energy is to do things better and how, how that can help. So do you want to start with that, Christy, to talk about our own personal energy fields? Yeah. And we also talked about the wheel of the year and what the different seasonal energies are. So, and I, didn't want to skip that one because it affects our personal energy. So our personal energy is basically is the flow of energy that we are experiencing through our bodies, through it. There's emotional energy, there's physical energy, there's mental energy. And so we have this personal energy field and you can kind of feel it when, especially like after the pandemic, when we were all six feet apart and then suddenly, and now we're not adhering to that. You can feel when people come into your personal energy field, right? So yep. you can sense that even before you know what it is. And now that you know what it is, you're going to, you're going to be more aware of it. So that's our personal energy field. And we are constantly running energy. I mean, that's what we do to move. I mean, we burn the fuel that we put in our mouths to create energy so that we can go about our day so we can do life. And that energy is not only affected, though, by what we eat and what we're doing. It's affected by all of these things that we've been talking about, the elements and the seasonal energy and the masculine and the feminine. We have both of those. We have those elemental energies. Those all kind of go into one to create our personal energy field. And there's what is called the toroidal and I know I always struggle saying it, it's the toroidal field. And if you can just imagine that basically energy is coming up from the earth, up through your body, you have a central channel, and then it goes out the top of your crown, and it just kind of donut donuts around you in a circle. And it's all spiral. It's all shaped like a spiral. If you were ever to look at energy, and you can see this with sound waves, with light waves, you know, we see them as waves, um, but that's just on a flat plane. If you were actually to put them in a 3D perspective, then you would see that they spiral. It's not It's not the kind of waves that oh, we normally see. I yeah. know. I I. Never thought about it that way until I started learning about energy and it's all in spirals. And a lot of people do believe and science is starting to confirm this and has in many ways that all 
of this 3D physical world is really just spiraling energy. And, you know, like we talked about in the beginning is we're all, we're all energy. It's, we're constantly moving. Even something that looks solid is constantly moving. There is motion, there is energy moving there. And so that's happening within our personal field. Our personal field generally goes about 12 inches out from our body, but it, especially if you have big energy, it can expand beyond that. And when you're contracting, you are literally contracting your energy closer to you. And so that's kind of what your personal energy field is. Does that make sense? Does did you have anything to add yeah. to that? I just think of all the times, like, have you ever been where your eyes are closed and you can tell when someone has moved in behind you or someone's approached because even without seeing, because someone has approached, their energy is touching your energy. They're like, they're starting to combine. And so, yeah, yeah I totally believe it. Like your energy, it goes out from you. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, some people even call it their bubble. You know, yeah. you're in my bubble. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what it's referring to. It's your energy bubble. You might not have ever thought of it that way or called it that, but that's exactly what it has to do with is your energy bubble. And it's why, you know, yeah, you can close your eyes. You don't have to see them. You don't have to hear them. You don't even have to be in the same room. I remember um, when I would be on book deadline and my house was full at the time. It wasn't an empty nester. Even during the day, if someone happened to be home because they were sick or school was out or whatever the reason was, they could be perfectly quiet on the other side of the house in their room. But part of me, while I'm trying to write, was distracted because I could still, I just knew there is a difference in energy in the space. And so that's what you feel. You feel that energetic bubble or aura some people call it like a spidey sense too I've heard it like just that that feeling so we would make it to me it's really important who you allow in your personal space too then oh yeah so and we'll talk about that and why sometimes hugs feel really good like sometimes yeah once you realize that yeah you you become more mindful and I never thought about the COVID either like you're right we were told to keep a distance and so energetic wise like I know how how it was for some people. Like you missed that physical contact, but we also missed that um, energetic contact as well. Some of so us. it's interesting. Some of us really appreciated yeah. people staying six feet yeah. apart because we don't <laughs> want them in our energy field. And I I noticed it at the grocery stores when it became less of a thing. All of a sudden, people are right up behind you in line. Oh. Uh. You're just like, you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that funny then as a society that it took the pandemic for those of us who need that space, who enjoy that space to actually feel okay, like that it became okay to ask for that, to set that boundary. Like it took a pandemic. Yeah. And, and for people, and I think a lot of people, yeah, it's that sigh of relief, that energetic, think of the energetic pressure too. You're standing at the, at, in the grocery line and someone is right breathing down your neck. Like yeah. you're being pressed upon. Like just think of it 
energy wise. You don't know this person. You don't know where they're from and they're right there. Like I don't mind people that I know to be right up against, like right up. And I am a hugger if I know you and I am a touchy feely person, but yeah, when it came to the pandemic, I, I appreciated that space. And now I I miss it because I notice, yeah, people are, are back to being up close. And I find myself still, if someone gets too close, I will move to put that distance back mm-hmm. between Thank us. You. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's you don't really become aware of those things until you absolutely have to. So, yeah, that was an interesting point about COVID. Pandemic. It's not a bad idea to be aware of that all of the time because – other people's energy does affect you. And we can talk about clearing energy and energy hygiene because at the end of your day, just think about how many people you have come in contact with, not necessarily touching, but just having a conversation with, being close to at the store, the do- you know, if you have if you're going to the doctor. Whatever is going on in your day, all of your customers or clients or whatever connection you are making in the day, you are making an energetic connection. And honestly, that energy, that cord stays. So even when you leave and you go somewhere else, it's why you think that person might suddenly pop into your head later that day, even though you didn't really have a significant interaction you know, something about it, that energy stuck with you and it'll come up again later that day. Um, it's why they come up in your dreams, like ran- random people, because that energy is still with you. And so it's really highly recommended by those of us who practice energy healing that you clear your energy on a regular basis. And we can go through some ways to do that now. Or do you want to talk about the chakras? Let's talk about chakras, but also I think it's important to talk about the ways to clear your energy because when you were describing that, I kind of shouted because I got the image of imagine that everyone you touch, everyone you talk to, it's like your hands are touching them and you're, you're touching dirty places. Imagine putting your hand in the bathroom. You wash your hands because you want to clean it up, and that's kind of the same with energetic cleaning of just making sure that your energy, because, whoa, like, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I think if every time you wash your hands, oh. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, go to the bathroom and then you eat. Yep. (laughs) All of those cords. We just grossed each each other out. But but it is. And and have you ever been into a thing like you're standing in a thing and you got some person yelling and screaming? And then you go and you mm. carry it on, and 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 it affects your your mood, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Where you're in a good mood, and then you're in a situation, you've kind of picked up someone's negative or someone's someone else's attitude. It's important to cut, like, to stop it. Clear that out. Oh, uh, yeah. we just grossed each other out. We both just went. Oh, well, I'll make it worse. <laughs> Because I think of each of those cords like an oily fingerprint on my skin. <laughs> oh, and yes. that's just, yeah. So when I'm home <laughs> and I'm done with people for the day, it's like, yeah, get rid of that. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about the chakras first and then we'll go into how to do energy clearing and energy healing and hygiene and such. Yeah. 
And then that's important because chakras, they are where your energy, they're where your energy is stored within your body. And it's not just one, one place. There's seven or there's nine because there's some above and some below. But did you want to talk about that or? Um, I, I, and we'll just do a quick rundown. And then if yeah. people are interested, we can do something more in depth just on chakras, maybe a whole episode or a bonus or something. I think that might be beneficial. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. And I did do a series on the Facebook page when I first started it. So you'll have to scroll back to October of 2021. It was in the Preptober for National Novel Writing Month. That's how of Starlight and Moonbeams got started. And there's a whole, I think it's like seven day series about the chakras if anyone wants to get more into it. But I will go it through them real quick. Super right now. informative. Yeah, it was super informative. Well, good. I'm glad people found it helpful. I did get a lot of comments on that. So, um, okay. So if we start on the ground, we'll start at the lowest chakras. And there's actually the earth star chakra, which is below your feet in the ground, about 12 inches. But then your personal chakra starts with your root. And that is like... You can think of it at your tailbone. Um, a lot of practitioners say it's at your perineum, if you know where that is. That's in your your no-no spots. Um, but so. it's your butt. We could say those words. Your bottom. <laughs> well, it's it's in between the bottom and the and the genders, the gender, oh, genders parts. Yeah. Specific. Okay. Yeah. It's right yeah, there. Yeah. Very specific. Um, right there. Um. <laughs> Which reminds me of that commercial that brings it up. And I was like, that is a very, very specific side effect when it's specifically about the perineum. But yeah, that is where your root chakra is. Um, most of us will say in more appropriate terms or places, situations, that it grows out of your tailbone, your root bone. And so your root chakra is your foundation. And it can be compared, the, the whole chakra system, you can also compare to Maslow's hierarchy. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. yeah. So your root chakra is like the bottom of that pyramid, that hier hierarchy. It's your security, your stability. It's your grounding. It's your centeredness. It's your balance. It's often represented by the color red. And it's where you kind of imagine your root growing down into the earth as your connection to this earth, your stability, um, your, like I said, your grounding. And so that is your root chakra. Your, the next chakra that they call the second one is your sacral. And it is in that place between either your ovaries or your testes um, in your womb area that it, you can just kind of imagine it's about two or three inches below your belly button. And it's represented by the color orange. And that is your chakra energy of creativity, of passion. And that's intuition, nurturing. Yeah, it, it's like your mother, your kind of your mothering or your parenting energy there. Your next chakra, your third one, is your solar plexus. And that is usually colored yellow. And that is your seat of power. That is your self-confidence, your uh, inner willpower, your self-worth. That's where, you, that is, I mean, they call it the seat of power. That is where you feel your inner power. 
And then your next chakra is your heart chakra. And this is the center. This is right in the middle between the lower chakras and the upper chakras. And it's your heart. So that makes sense. That's your um, emotional basis. It's usually colored green, but it can also be pink. It's about love and compassion and emotional connection. It's, it's where you feel those emotions. And so that's, you know, they say, well, a heart's just an organ that beats in your chest. But we all know we feel those emotions in our chest. Yeah. And, you know, it that's where you really feel it. And that's where that comes from is that's your heart chakra. And just moving along, our, the next chakra is your throat chakra. And that is right in your throat, like where your thyroid is. And obviously that is your about your speaking, your communication. It's also connected to your ears. So it's about hearing. So communication is never just one way. It's it's a place of truth, too. It's where you speak and listen to truth. Yeah. Yes. A lot of us have clogged throat chakras and clogged solar plexus, and that comes from childhood trauma most of the time. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that. But yeah, your throat chakra is um, also where your breath comes in. So it, it's very important to keep that clear for your life force energy. Your throat is a bright blue electric blue. Um, so think of that color. And then your third eye chakra. Now that is your pineal gland, which is right in the center of your brain. It's a little teeny tiny gland that is looks like a pine cone, which is where pineal comes from. And um, most of ours are calcified. And so it's like the pine cone is all closed up. But when you really work to clear that chakra, that energy in there, it can open up. And that's your chakra of intuition to the connection to your inner sight, any psychic ability, any just your inner wisdom. I mean, that's when they say go within, that's what they're saying is go within to your heart and within your pineal and your third eye chakra. And that is like a kind of a violet blue or indigo blue. And then your crown chakra is right at the top of your crown. It's like where if you wore a crown and that spins in like a kind of golden or clear color. And that is your connection to the divine and where you, your physical body or your, your energy here in this 3d world opens up and connects to the spirit realm, to the divine. And then above that you have your soul star chakra, which basically is the divine. It's it's beyond this physical world, this physical reality. So that was just a really quick rundown of the chakras. Did you have anything you wanted to throw in there, Belinda? I've really enjoyed learning about the chakras and and knowing what they meant and being able to be in tune with, okay, you know, I'm having a hard time speaking up. I don't feel very empowered. Like I'm able to tell how I feel, whether or not I need to work with a chakra. So I think, yeah, I think it would be beneficial if we did another episode solely on that and how yeah. people can work with it. Because, yeah, once you understand, like we've said it through the entire episode so far, once you understand energy and then how energy works within you and how you can recognize it, it's kind of a game changer because mm-hmm. um, it means you can get unstuck quicker. And so, yeah, 
it helps you pinpoint where you are stuck too. Because when you understand, yeah, you feel it in your body, you notice it in your body. Okay, so you have that somatic experience and then you know, okay, what do I need to do to clear that up? Because you can start making the relations. What is causing this? What is the issue there? Where when you're not aware and conscious of this, then you're just like, I feel like crap and I don't know why. And I feel something, I feel drained, but you don't know what is causing it. You don't even know where to start. So yeah, I think we should do that as well. And I'll just say really quick, chakra is a Sanskrit word that means spinning wheel. And so just imagine each of those chakras are spinning like a colored wheel in along your spine. And that kind of gives you a visual and you'll, I'm sure you've seen images of it with the rainbow colors. Those are the chakra colors kind of placed against a human body. And that'll help you start to understand the chakras as well. That was a very quick, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. You, need do, you need to do an episode. Because <laughs> there's so much juicy, just goodness there. How understanding your chakras can help you being creative, like uh, in your art, how um, it can help you navigate with relationships, um, how it can affect your relationship with yourself, all kinds of things. So yeah, it's very, very important. And if you don't want to wait on us to do that episode, go down the rabbit hole because you will learn a lot. And like Belinda said, it is a game changer. Um, it's really what um, when people <laughs> people have said so many times over the last few years to me, they're like, how are you so zen? Or I'll say, I wish I had this trait about you. And they'll say, well, I wish I was as calm as you are, as zen as you are, as peaceful as you are. And it all came down to energy healing. And I will tell you what, I have not always been this way. And my kids, if they were to hear someone say how zen christy cook is how laid back and calm she is <laughs> they would laugh and wonder who the hell you were talking about because <laughs> not their mother because <laughs> i was not always that way uh, i was very anxious and high strung and you know just trying to meet society's demands and once i've learned this about energy and specifically chakras and now we'll get into clearing energy and keeping it clear through good hygiene it it's just that's what's made all the difference and it just makes life so much easier. It makes it easier to manifest. It makes it easier to navigate, like we were saying earlier, to navigate some of those challenges. So yeah, it's big. So clearing energy, let's come back to that. And I get on Belinda all the time about this (laughs) to keep her energy clear. And you were just telling me, tell me what you were just saying before we started actually recording about energy hygiene. (laughs) I actually didn't think of it as energy hygiene until we started working together. I don't know if anyone else knows, but Christy is also a life coach. And she has been, I've been working with her for, I want to say five, six months. And it's made all the difference. And one of the first things that she taught me was to pay attention to my energy and energy hygiene. I'll notice now when I when I haven't done that, when I haven't made sure that everything is clear, that I've sent my energy, uh, other people's energy back to them, when I've called my own power back, I can 
tell a dramatic difference. I had an experience this week. I won't go into details, but I had an experience where I immediately felt a huge drain on my energy. I went from being motivated and happy and my usual, you can always tell when I'm happy because I sing. So I'm, I'm happy. And then all of a sudden I'm just negative and I'm anxious and I'm just, I can feel that contraction of my energy. And I have kind of felt like this the rest of the week, even though I noticed what was happening, just really just tired. And that's what I said to her before we started this podcast episode of, oh my gosh, I just felt so tired. And it's because I haven't been doing my energetic hygiene. I can tell like just dragging. Um, I have more headaches. I find myself tired and sleepy and falling asleep where I'm like, I just woke up. I'm not quite sure. And so um, I, I can think back over my life now where, oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't known. And we'll talk about what that energetic hygiene is. But yeah, I can tell. I can tell when I haven't done that long story because I'm a storyteller. I can tell when I haven't done it. And it's, it's such a simple thing too. Like it's not some big long ritual. It doesn't take very long. It takes me five, 10 minutes in the morning to meditate and to visualize things. But I, yeah, I got caught up in other stuff, which is easy enough to get caught up in. It is. It is. But when you notice what a difference it makes, you start making more of a point of making it a daily habit. Just as you will brush your teeth every morning, I hope you clean your energy and same at night, just as you do your your other things that you get ready, you whatever you do when you get ready for bed. I'm not the best at nighttime rituals, like the whole washing face and all the stuff I should be doing at my age. I'm not great at that. I often, I at least try to get the makeup off these days, but um, even that's kind of stretching it. I'm more of a fall in bed at the last minute kind of <laughs> thing. I always have in as part of being a night owl, but I at least release that energy. So let's talk about that. What do we mean by energy hygiene and clearing energy? And one of the very first things that a lot of you probably already know is using herbal smoke like sage or Palo Santo, rosemary. There's a lot of thing, different things you can burn. And that smoke clears energy. I, we were even talking with Beltane, you know, going way back to ancient times, they were running their, their herd of livestock through the smoke to clear them before they put them out to pasture. So that's been yeah. a long time practice. They do it in the Catholic church. They use incense and smoke to clear energy. So it, it is a very well-known thing across very many traditions and religions and just cultures. And so that's one way is to clear your energy with smoke. You can also use sound. And that can be anything from jingling a bell to shaking, you know, like a bottle of Advil or something. That really breaks up energy and that clears it out. Um, you can use crystals, find out what, you, and they're the pretty ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's certain crystals that are really made for that, like selenite and black kyanite. 
um, obsidian. They are energy clearers. But crystals, we talked about those before. You know, they they do different crystals have different energy healing and clearing properties. So you can look into that. And then the practice. Did I miss something? We have sound. We have uh, smoke. Scents, essential oils, there are certain essential oils that are in herbs, you know, that you can use for energy clearing, salt, even just taking an Epsom think salt about it, bath. It's, it's, yeah, like the elements, like I, my energetic healing, hygiene, I like to be in the, in the shower. So when the water, like using the element of water, like just imagine as I'm wiping away the dirt off my body, I imagine, okay, anything that doesn't belong to me, let it wash away. All the, you know, the experiences that no longer serve me, let them wash away. And so, yeah, using the different elements. Yeah. Getting out in the garden. That's that's a good point. Physical exertion is a good way to clear out energy. And why, what we're saying by this is going back to the chakras, when your energy gets blocked, when it's not flowing well, Okay, it's because there's a blockage in one of the chakras and it might not be one of those main chakras because there's there's 108 energy points on your body, energy nodes. So, but when energy can't flow well, it gets blocked in a certain area and that's where you start feeling physical pain. Um that's where you start feeling some emotional issues. It it'll start manifesting in actual disease. And so what we're talking about clearing is clearing out that those energy nodes and that energy flow so that it can run smoothly through your body and it's not getting stuck anywhere. And one thing you want to do is I'll go through my practice real quick in the morning. I just go through my chakras and I activate each one and kind of clear them out and all the way down because I start at the top and work all the way down. And then I drop my root down into Mother Gaia. Then I pull her energy back up through me and connect it with the divine energy. Okay. And then I create an energy shield around me. And this is to protect my energy for the day so that it can flow without the wrong kind of energy entering in. And so I just imagine this golden bubble or egg of light around me. And I put up a shield and I say it out loud. I say nothing may enter that does not serve me or my highest, most noble purpose. And, you know, that is my protection. And you can also use crystals, carry crystals through the day to help boost that protective. But that keeps, you know, like you were saying, you're at the grocery store and someone's upset and they're yelling and you can either take that with you or you can have it bounce off your your egg, your shield. And so that's what that is for. And then at the end of the day, I clear with sage smoke or some kind of smoke and I release it all. And I send back all energy that is not mine. I return it to sender in its original form and with love. And I just imagine all those connections that we were talking about earlier, all those icky fingerprints, they, they go back. They are all returned <laughs> to their original owner. They can have it back. I don't want it. And then I call back in my own power. So all of the imprints I've made on other people, all of the power I've let leaked, you know, that I've given away to other people, my decisions, my choices, anything I've given away, I call that all back within to myself. And I just imagine that like my solar plexus is just going 
and sucking it all back up right into my solar plexus. How did that noise go again? I love that. <laughs> um, and then I release, and I say this out loud too, I release all energy that I do not need to hold, even if it's mine. If, oh, I love If that. it's not something I need to carry with me forward, I let it go and I release it into the earth. And Mother Gaia, the earth, can take all of that. In fact, that's what she does. She takes it and she transmutes it into something amazing. And you can see, you can just look out your window, all of the beauty that Mother Earth creates out of the energy that she's given. So she can take that and she's strong enough. She can handle it. So give it to her and let her do her magic with that. That reminds me of like... Because I've I learned it from you, but also I imagine a barrier, an energetic barrier around my actual property of my house, so mm, that yeah. nothing can get in or out that can hurt my family as well. So mm-hmm. I, not only do I have one for myself, but I have one that protects my home. Um, and I remember before I understood energy, I remember being in therapy and being told, "Zip up." Like to mm-hmm. imagine in the morning, like you zip up your energy, I guess it was called energy, from your toes all the way up to your head and you zip it up so that nobody, no one can get you. It's kind of like a suit of armor. And then you imagine mm-hmm. that ka-chink, 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 anything that doesn't serve you, anything that sent you away to hurt you just ka-chinks off your armor. So I know that um, that's something that I've also done. And then breath as well is something that's, that I do to clean, especially when I get a new crystal or I get a new card deck or, or something personal that I'm going to put on my body, I'll infuse it with my breath and, and in my breath is my intention. And then breath is also <laughs> another way to release energy is, and that's what we yeah. do when we start meditation is, you know, you inhale the good, but you, when you exhale, you're exhaling that tension and all of the energy of the day. And so, yeah, that's a good point, bringing in breath work. That visualization when you, you breathe in and then you, like you said, you imagine you're grounding yourself to the earth. You bring in all that good energy and then you blow it out. I've, I have to remember, I know that when I get very anxious and things start to get tense, I forget to breathe. I know I'm not the only person either. And so it's important, like another way to clear it and just to keep that energy flowing is to make sure that you're breathing still. And then um, I do karate chops too. Like, yeah, I don't want this. I don't want that. Especially when I'm talking about my past, like things, like if something, and I notice that I'm starting to get a little, uh, like my emotions are starting to take over and I'm reacting to life instead of acting karate chop. Nope. Like there's all kinds of things that you can do. (laughs) You've never seen me karate chop or movement. That's the long way of saying another thing that's really good for personal hygiene is to make sure you're moving. Like if you're, if you've been involved in something that's pretty intense, take a, take a moment, catch your breath and then dance it out or move it about, sway it. Even if you're in your chair, that's something that we do in ceremony with Christy and with the starlight and moonbeams is we get up and we move. Um, and that's again, something that I read in my, that astrology, astrological book. That's part of my, my birth chart is a way for me to process emotional energy 
um, and to, to move it through my body is I have to get up and move. I have to physically do something. And so if you're like me, that's what you do. Get up and do something. Get up and dance, move. There's a lot of people. I am unfortunately not one of them, but a lot of people, especially women, will clean when they're upset. And that is why, because you are releasing that energy. You already know intuitively that you need to move that energy. And that's what cleaning does. So that's another way. Um, and you reminded me with the zip up um, at night. I also, this is this a different purpose for doing the zip up. I zip up my chakras to kind of quiet them down so that all of my energy centers all the way up are quieted it down so they can relax and I can go to sleep. And I tell you what, ever since I started this practice, I fall asleep right away. I used to get so upset at my ex because, you know, the light's not even off and he's snoring and I lay there for and toss and turn for another hour or two because all this shit's going through my head. Ever since I started this practice, that shit is not going through my head. It's like, oh, that's what I need then. I need to add that to my routine. It's a big thing. Releasing that energy of the day, sending everybody else's energy back, calling back in my power, releasing what I do not need to hang on to, like all the crap and, you know, old stuff that doesn't serve anymore. Yeah. Releasing all that and then zipping up my chakras just to quiet them down. You know, it's a visualization, it's an exercise. So that, you know, as you're zipping up through each chakra, you're just imagining your body relaxing. And yeah, it's just, it's made a great difference for me. I love that. I'm going to add that. So moving on, we kind of already talked about some of these things for energy healing, like crystals and sound and scent. Um, Those all affect our energies and you can look more into that if you want to. Um, If you need actual healing, there are Reiki practitioners. I happen to be one of them. I think you are too, right? Yep. And uh, other energy healing modalities. So these people, their energies, our energies as practitioners, we are attuned to like Reiki energy in my case to bring that in to heal and help move energy through your system. So when you have those blockages, a Reiki practitioner can help energy-wise move, um, dissolve those blockages and get them moving again. And then we get into the deeper healing. And that's what we really mean by doing the work. And we're kind of running out of time, so we won't go too deep into it right now. So just real quickly, what does it mean to do the work? And it's usually refers to shadow work. Um, psychologists will call it different things, but it's basically looking at those things that trigger you emotionally that are causing you to not be able to achieve your dreams, to not be able to manifest the goals and the life that you want. It all goes back to things that happen usually in your childhood that have you have put into the shadow of yourself. And they're things that you have probably haven't looked at since then, but they are the cause of everything that's holding you back now. And so when you do the work, quote unquote, do the work, you're basically doing shadow work and you're looking at what those things are in the shadows that you need to bring forward and either work through that energy and clear it out. And a lot of times we went over this in retreat last year, you will find gold in the shadows because 
your shadows are what people told you from the very beginning, your very first, as when you're just a toddler, of no, we don't hit, we don't bite, we don't do this, we're not loud. You know, all of those things that you were taught as a kid for how you can fit into society and fit other people's expectations and fit into these roles that maybe you weren't meant to fit into. And so you might have silenced some of your talents, some of your gifts, your strengths that if you were to bring forward now, could just be life-changing. You know, they it could be exactly what you need to achieve those dreams that you have and your goals and to create that life that you want. So that that's the shadow work. It's how you live authentically, though, to be yes. your true self. Because somewhere yes. along the line, you took something that was beautiful, unique, something that is essentially you, and you've hidden part of yourself out of for whatever reason, it's about shining a light on it and saying, it's okay now. It's safe for you to be this way. Be your authentic self. And that's what you want to do. You want to be who you're meant to be, not who society says you should be. And so. And it's, it's, it includes accepting those things that you were taught were bad or, you know, good girls don't do that. And it's accepting and saying, you know what? It is who I am. And so again, it's getting back to that authentic self. So none of us are perfect. We're, we're, you know, divine beings having a human experience. And we got to remember that human part. And, you know, that we're purposefully taken on or given or chosen, whatever your beliefs might be, you know, these certain traits. And you might think that they're not good traits, but they're still who you are. And so when you do that shadow work and you accept that about yourself, you can be more loving to yourself and more compassionate for yourself and for other people. Let's see, really quick, some ways to do the work is through meditation, through journaling. Um, We do some of it in our circles and our ceremonies. You can get, if you need to take it a step further, you can hire a uh, life or spiritual coach. You can do individual or group coaching or group programs. And then, you know, there's some things that really need to be handled with a trained professional, a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist. And so those are just kind of a rundown for you to look more into because to have a creative life to empower yourself to run your business the way that you really, really want to do it, to create the life that you want. You got to keep your energy clear. And that includes doing the work and, you know, facing those things that you might not even know are there or, you know, have been there your whole life and you've, you've shied away from them. And as long as you do that, you're not living your full potential. So, yeah. uh, and that includes in your art and in, in your businesses and your relationships. I know personally, I wouldn't be where I am if I hadn't done therapy. Um, I did yeah. group therapy and individual therapy, extensive, extensive therapy. And um, I'm grateful for it. I'm sad that there's a stigma still about people going to therapy. Like if you need help, find, find the way to get your, your help. Yeah, so I'm a big advocate. I'm a big, big advocate on all the things to do the work. I've seen how they've helped me in 
in my own life too. And just with therapy, therapy isn't so much, this is at least with my therapist, it wasn't so much rehashing the past because you can't go back and change the past. Um, and, and that's what I thought therapy was. But he's like, no, we're looking at your day-to-day, your life right now, and we're addressing how those things in the past have affected your day-to-day. So how can we resolve it? How can we heal this now so it doesn't impact you anymore, so that you're able to function, so you're able to accomplish all those things that you want to do? It's kind of like like what we do each night when we send that power back. You no mm-hmm. longer have power over me. It's finding ways, doing the work is finding those ways to empower yourself. It's reclaiming your power, reclaiming your magic by doing those things that sometimes, yeah, therapy is hard. Shadow work can be hard. Journaling for some is hard because it's the sitting down and it's the making yourself vulnerable, but it's worth it. And I know in in later episodes, we'll talk more about like, for example, shadow work and meditation. And we'll talk more about that. But it's, it's just so important to be able to just imagine a backpack. I've seen this. It's a backpack where every life experience, every day, you're adding rocks to this big backpack. Do you want to mm-hmm. carry it around or right. do you want to let it go? It's like, mm-hmm. well, this rock was from here. Well, what lessons? Let's incorporate the lessons. Let's incorporate the things that it taught you and the experience, but we don't need to carry that weight anymore. It's done its job. You've, mm-hmm. you've evolved. You've become better. Let's put it down. And so, yeah, that's to me what doing the work means as well. It's just freeing yourself up energetically because then also we talked about it. If you're energetically blocked in your body, that also it manifests physically. Mm -hmm. It manifests in your relationship. It manifests in so many different ways. And so, you know, we're such a health conscious society and we're so focused on exercise and what we put in our mouth. Um, that's important, but we also need to know what we're putting in our spirit, how our energetic bodies are kept healthy. And, right. and it's that whole body aspect, not just one or two. But yeah, we can talk more about that later. And yeah. if anyone has any questions or if we've touched on something and you're like, oh, I'd like to know more about that or what are your thoughts, what are your experiences with that, please, please, please leave a comment, uh, send an email. We'd love to talk about it because, yeah, a lot of these things, we could talk forever about them. We can share examples. And so, yeah. 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 We really barely scratched the surface on this. And I didn't even realize until now, you know, how long we've been talking about it. And, yeah, we just barely touched on any of it. And I just want to add one thing um, before we wrap this one up. And then, like, Belinda that's a great idea. Please uh, send us your questions or what you want us to dive deeper into next so that we can do that because we have all these things on our list of what we want to talk about, but we want to know what you guys want to hear about. But what I want to say real quick when you were talking about therapy, a lot of us have been through therapy and sometimes years and years of it and still feel like we're not, we haven't made a difference. And you touched on it when you said, you know, what are you feeding your spirit? And I think that's the one place that 
therapy doesn't go into because it's therapy. It's it's the health part. Um, it's the physical. It's more physical, mental, related, and mental. Yeah. But what about the spirit part? And that's what might be missing is the divine in your practice and bringing in that whatever you consider that larger power. If you're not, you know, feeding your spirit with that, then you can do all these other things. You can do all the meditation, all the journaling, all of the therapy, all of the exercise and still feel like you're stuck. Like, you know, it's, you're not moving in that direction. And that would be my suggestion. Then next is really look at your connection with the divine, with nature, mother nature, with the earth, with the cosmos, the universe, whatever you call it. Um, God, goddess, Jesus, Mary Magdalene, who, whatever that is to you, that is extremely important in keeping your energy balanced and clear and keeping you powered up so you can go out and and make that life you want. These things are meant to empower us, right? They're supposed to lift us. They're supposed to help us evolve. And so, yeah. Yes. What a great episode. I know. And I I just feel like we just got started and we just blasted through all of that. (laughs) It's like the, the tip of the iceberg. And it's funny, like you can tell I have a grandson at home. My first reaction was, I'm fired up, which is Paw Patrol. And so, yeah, that's all we're here. <laughs> I'm like spouting off Paw Patrol. But, yeah, what a great episode. And I'm I'm excited. Like, yeah, we've got a few of these on our a list of things to share. We encourage you to go down the rabbit hole to take a deep dive on your own. And if you come across mm-hmm. something that you want us to talk about, just let us know. But, yeah, we're all for deep dives. We love the deep dive. Okay, so Christy, what starburst are you going to be sharing today? Okay, I am going to send a starburst out to Dr. Nicole LaPera. She's known as the holistic psychologist, and she wrote the book, How to Do the Work, which I thought was a perfect uh, starburst for this episode because it made a huge difference for me in learning how to do the work. And what I like about her, you know, I had just said in the tea, serving the tea part of the episode is how oftentimes psychology and therapy is separated from the spiritual part. She kind of bridges that and she calls herself the holistic psychologist because of that. But her book is called How to Do the Work, Recognize Your Patterns, Heal from Your Past and Create Yourself. And she also has a great Instagram account if you want to follow her on that. I think it is the holistic psychologist is her Instagram handle. But yeah, that's my starburst for today. It's it's my recommended read. <laughs> so Belinda, what starburst are you putting out today? Well, um, I thought about like trying to think about who I wanted to share, um, shed some light on. You know, I it just came back to a group of people. Those of you you guys that listen to us, whether you're new to this episode today or you've been with us from the beginning, those who are part of the of Starlight Moonbeam community, I just want to put it out, uh, uh, shed a light on you guys. I want to shed a light on those who maybe ha- don't know us just yet, who are just on the, you know, they're out there doing their thing. They're 
they're trying to be kind, they're trying to shine their lights. I just, I want to shine a light as, uh, on you guys. For all that you're doing, for all the hard work you're doing, for being brave enough to step forward exactly. and say, I want to change. I, I'm done living life the way I have been and I want to make this change and live the life that I'm really meant to be living. That's brave. Wherever That's you are courageous. in your journey, right? It's yeah. wherever you are in your journey of just, we see you, we hear you, and we offer up our light. Just, you've yeah. got it. Just keep going. Because yeah. it's not, like we said in the beginning, It's it, the world is kind of icky right now. And it's not easy um, setting those boundaries and shining your light and wanting to change of recognizing, hey, this doesn't work. Change isn't easy. But, you know, we want you to know that it's possible. Yes. And you've got it, right? Got it. Yep. Everything you need is within you. All of the power, all the wisdom, you just got to shine that light on it. And we're here to, like Belinda said, hold you and see you and listen and whatever you need. So I like that one. That's a good starburst. It kind of reminds me of, have you ever seen X-Men? where Xavier goes into Cerebrum and he puts on the helmet and you see all these dots and they're all the the mutants. But I could just imagine all of us, just the world, those of us who are trying just our best every day to be kind and to make change, we're these little lights in the universe, Mm -hmm. these little lights on the earth. And sometimes we feel like what we're doing doesn't make a difference, but we see you. That's all. Yeah. Yep. My little nerdy, nerdy starburst. (laughs) I really love it. I love it. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when I believe we'll be serving the tea on spirit guides. Why and how to connect with yours. But that also has to do with you. If you have anything you want us to talk about other than that, then like we said, drop us a line, either a private message or you can email us at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. You can find Starlight Tea on Spotify and Apple. And if not already, we're coming soon to Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Player FM. So in the meantime, just be sure to follow us at Starlight tea podcast on facebook instagram and tiktok and we look forward to hearing from you we hope you'll join us next week and in the meantime remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer now go make some magic